The following audio is from Lifehouse Church. We hope you are blessed by this message and encourage you to connect with us on social media or at lifehousechurch.org. I have to admit that sometimes I can have some pretty um, random and obscure uh, internet searches. Uh, I was recently on a site that had the list of the best 100 two-word phrases that we use in the English language. Best 100 two-word phrases. And I was a little disappointed because the one that I actually want to talk about today was not on there. But then I figured out why. So the two-word phrase that I want to talk to you guys about today is, get ready because you, you, you're aware of this one. You use it more than what you're aware of. I... No, I know, I know it should have been on that list, right? I know is one of these really, um, I don't know, it's like a Swiss army knife. Depending on the way you say it, you could be saying different things in how you say it. Oh, there's this new restaurant downtown. You have to try it. I know. I said, I know, but what I really said was, I agree. I'm going, right? Okay, how about this one? Honey. <laughs> Why is that word alone? Just like, oh no. <laughs> Honey, I need you to take out the trash. I know. What did I say? Do I really have to be an adult, really? How about this one? Hey. No phones at the dinner table. I know. What did I say? I am 14. How dare you tell me anything? Spence, I love your outfit. I know. What did I really say? I'm a conceited narcissist, <laughs> which I am not. If you ever give me a compliment like that, I will never respond to you like that. <laughs> Honestly, this is why I know it wasn't on that list because this was the list of best, best two-word phrases. And quite honestly, I think as I studied this, I know is not one of our best. I think I know that little phrase is a Trojan horse. It is right there. It's a default. We have it quickly accessible. We've never actually stopped to break down what we're actually saying when we say it. And I think that it is loaded with harmful potential. That every time we use it, we could very easily be boxing ourselves into a closed mindset. We could be plateauing our intellect. We could be limiting our potential, especially our leadership potential. So basically what I'm saying today is that the I know has an oh no caution label. So if you don't know, now you know. So someone that we know is KD. I'm gonna call him that today, King David. We all know about King David. King James LeBron, the king of pop, the king of burgers, they are all second place to the great KD. King David was one of the greatest kings, not only of Israel, but just of all of history. And one of the things that made him great is that that little two-word statement, I know, probably wasn't readily available for him like it is to us. 
Matter of fact, he would say, I know that I need to know what God knows. He shows us this. I'm going to take you into one of, the, one of the battles of his life, and I want you to see his mindset. I want you to see his heart. So this is in 1 Chronicles in chapter 14. This is verses 8 through 11, and this is what it says. David, just so you know the scenario, David is like fresh on the throne. He, he has just taken the crown out of the Amazon delivery box. It's pop-up weekend, so he did a couple of those because they're irresistible. Sat the crown, the crown down on his head, and there is drama at his doorstep. And not just drama, his favorite arch nemesis. So this is the Philistine. So if you guys know the story, you know, David was a little boy, and he struck down Goliath, was a Philistine. Right? And so they know, they still remember what he did to Debo. They, they remember what he did to their great champion, and they just heard that he's now sitting on the throne. Verse 8 says, when the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over all of Israel, they went up in full force to search for him. But David was hip. David heard about it, and he went out to meet them. Now, the Philistines had come and raided the valley of Rephaim. So David, this is the verse of the day. Look at verse number 10. So David inquired of God, shall I go and attack the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hands? The Lord answered him, go. I will deliver them into your hands. David replied back with one of my favorite two-word phrases, say less. Say less is how you tell somebody, I agree, you ain't got to say no more to convince me, I'm going. So David and his men went up to Belperazim and there defeated them. He said, this is, the, this is why I'm calling him KD. Just a little commercial for any of you guys. If any of you are ever interested in pursuing a career in rap music, um, you're going to have to start with your name. And it could be as simple as like your first initials. It really could work. That's why I'm calling him King. This is like a great rap name for King David. Unless your name is like Paul Patterson. That's probably not going to make, those initials are probably not going to make a great, sorry if there's a Paul Patterson in here. <laughs> but anyway, for David, for KD, the reason why I'm saying this is because after his victory, he starts dropping rhymes on the mic. Look what he says. He says, as water breaks out. My God breaks out against my end. Come on, that's rap. Now, maybe, maybe y'all see this as just like this peaceful soliloquy in the woods, but I don't. I just see like his soldiers all standing around. He's like, yo, you know who broke out? God broke out. Oh, and they're all like cheering and whining. Like, and I just see David like speaking this victory about, listen, how God breaks out. Like the same way the water breaks out, God has broken out in our life. The reason why I want to hang on that for a minute, because I want to ask all you guys, does breakout sound good to anybody in here? I mean, is anybody looking for a breakout of poverty and struggle? Is anybody looking for a breakout of controlling habits? Is anybody looking for a breakout out of reoccurring mindsets and fears? Anybody looking to break out of a toxic relationship? Anybody looking to break out of jail? Not like escape from jail, but like maybe break out of a lifestyle that you've been living in that's been compromising your freedom. And I know that when I go down this list of like examples, some of you guys are thinking like, yo, who comes to Lifehouse? <laughs> Let me remind you, just a little commercial here. We say welcome home. That means everybody. So if hearing that makes you a little uncomfortable, good. <laughs> Good. This is for everyone. But listen, the point I'm making is, listen, you should have breakout goals in your life. You should be looking to break out of gear three and into gear four, gear five. You should have breakout goals, whatever they are. And God 
Let it rain, ain't no drought. Like water breaking out. My God is breaking out in my life. God wants to break out and pour into your goals and into your dreams and your aspirations, just like he did for David. He wants to do that. What you need to know, though, is this. You need to know what David knew. This is why God was able to break out in David's life and do amazing things. Your goals, they are very reachable. Your breakout goals are reachable. They are attainable. They are very possible. However, your goal reachability will be limited by your heart teachability. This is what made David great. Your goals are very achievable. Whatever they are, they're very reachable. And they can only really be limited by how teachable your heart is. This is all we see in this story from David. When David seen that there was an opportunity for victory, he didn't say our favorite little phrase. He did not say, I know. He right away looked at it and said, I know that I need to know what God knows. David's greatness started with his teachable heart. Listen, and it's not only that like he just listened. The Bible says that we should be quick to listen and slow to speak. What's the, old, what's the old adage? We have two ears and one mouth. But it's not only that, it's, it's David's heart. David was enthused to be enlightened. He was engaged to be enriched and he was enlivened to be entrusted with instruction. That's a teachable heart. It's not just the fact that he was listening, it's the way his heart came to God, ready and open to receive whatever he had to tell him. Socrates, the great philosopher, this is what he said. He said, all I know is that I know nothing. Now, this is Socrates, y'all. Was he calling himself stupid or unintelligent? No, he was saying that in order for me to keep my intelligence, I need to maintain a teachable attitude and a teachable posture, and so do we. This is what teachable means. Teachable means that not only can we learn, but we know that we need to learn. Let me increase it a little bit. It's not only that we need to learn, it's that we know that we can learn from anyone. And then it's not only that we can learn from anyone, because quite honestly, now I know we're celebrating graduates, so I don't, I, I have a degree, all right? But I literally feel like everything I know from my, my degree, I could have got from YouTube for free. I'm not, I'm just, you need to go to college, go. I'm just saying, the point that I'm making is, it's not just about learning. You could just watch a video and you can learn what you need to learn. It's not only that, it's that we need to be taught. That's different. That's different. Not only learning, it's, it's a teachable heart is knowing that we need to learn, but that we also can be taught by anyone. Because we'll listen We'll listen to a professional. We'll listen to our teacher. We'll listen to a professor. We'll listen to a pastor if you like his outfit. Um, we'll listen to a, a, an influencer on social media. But can we be taught by our kids? Can the employer be, in, be taught by the employee? Can the teacher learn from the student? Teachable is knowing that we can be taught 
by anyone. Guys, this honestly really shouldn't be like a hard sell for me today. I know this, this is one of the easy ones, and I'm glad. Like, this is like, honestly, this is like my weekend off. Like, this is my anniversary weekend. My wife and I are 23 years married. And I can tell you that the statement I know has never helped me. Never. But this shouldn't be a hard sell because this is, this is something, this sounds good. This is an easy one, you guys. This actually sounds good. So, so what's the problem? Because it, there has to be a problem or I wouldn't have to do a sermon about it. And I think it's that little culprit. I really think that the issue here is, is that we really don't know what we're saying when we say, I know. I think it's that little statement, I know. I'm not telling you that you shouldn't trust what you know. Quite honestly, in life, you, you, should, you should trust your experiences. You should trust your degree. You should trust your IQ. What I'm saying is that the I know here is that we should never trust it more than what we should. We should never trust what we know so much that we lose a teachable heart and a teachable attitude. Listen, when it, when it came to facing enemies, like literally like battle, David should have been allowed to say, I know. Every time they came, he should have been more than qualified to say, no, I know, I've seen this, I got this, I know. Especially in battle, because what do, what do we know? We know that David had already killed lions and giants and bears. Look at my class. <laughs> See, this is gonna be easy today, you're teachable. This is, we're going fly, to fly right through this. It, because of that, every time we face a battle, David should have had an I know attitude. I know what to do. If we have experienced things before and they come back around, it's real easy for us to go, oh, I know. We parented kid number one through this exact situation. And now we're on child number three. And yeah, it's a decade later. I mean, how much can change in a decade? And it's a totally different child. But I know what to do here. I aced the practice test, aced it. How much more different could the actual test really be, right? I don't need to study for that again. I know, I know what to do. But that's not what we see here with David. Let me, let me give you some more verses. In verse 13, you guys need to know the Philistines are like, gosh, they're like robot phone calls. Like, it's not enough for you to get a phone call in the morning from Juneau, Alaska. You have to get it again. It's gonna call you again at lunch. And the Philistines are exactly the same way. Look, in verse 13 it says, once more. I mean, you would figure that after these guys had their handed to them, like, that they would get it, but they, they don't. I said, once more, the Philistines raided the valley. Now watch David. Trust your experiences, trust what you know. Just don't trust it more than the need to have a teachable heart. Watch David. He's been here before. And still in verse 14, he says, so David inquired of God, when? Again. Again. And just like the first time, God answered him. And it's a good thing that he came to him teachable and ready to hear because God gives him a different plan this time. He doesn't say the same thing. He says, yeah, but don't go directly after them. Circle around them and attack them in front of the poplar trees. As soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees, move out to battle. 
because that will mean that God is going out in front of you to strike the Philistine army. So David did as God commanded him, and he struck down the Philistine army all the way from Gibeon to Gezer. Let me go back up real quick. It says, in verse 16, it says that, so David did as God commanded. Guys, being teachable sometimes can be getting advice, and being teachable is not going to someone for advice just to simply hear yourself talk. It's going to them being willing to listen that they might, have, might actually have something for you to hear. And then, so David did as God commanded. Then you got to put it into action. He shut them down. So David's fame spread throughout every land and the Lord made all the nations fear him. Guys, your, your past victories, and I hope you have them. I hope you have experiences where your knowledge and your hard work has got you to achievements, maybe even in the ministry world, done great things for God, or just whatever you've done. I, I hope that you have them. But you gotta know this, past victories should give us confidence, not arrogance. Everything that you know, that you've been through, it should give you the confidence to face the challenges that come but it should never give you the arrogance that there isn't still something that you need to know or, or, there, or that there isn't help that you need. You guys, think about this for a moment. It was the arrogance of wanting to know it all that got mankind in trouble in the first place. Let's go all the way back to the greatest resort known as the Garden of Eden. And in there, God tells man, you can eat from whatever tree you want. Mangoes. You ever seen a dragon fruit? There's a God. <laughs> you can eat from the grapefruit. I don't know why you would want to, but you can, you, can eat, you can eat from whatever fruit tree you want. Do not touch. What was the tree? Do not touch the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The knowledge of good and evil. Hear me on this. Guys, having a teachable heart is not that I need to know everything. It's that God will give me everything I need to know. That's a teachable heart. And unfortunately, when we broke that rule and took from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, part of the knowledge that we were now aware of was our own evil. When mankind broke that rule, we were expelled from class. We were ejected from college. We were evicted from community with God. Two word phrases, that's tragic. I know. So thank God. Thank God that God has a list of two word phrases of his own. One of them is two nights because that's all the longer Jesus would stay in a grave. Jesus came to this planet to take the blame for the mistake that we made of wanting to be know-it-alls. He was beaten, he was crucified, he died, he was placed into a, into a grave. And then on Sunday morning, God had another two-word phrase, new life. He brought Jesus back to life. And when he brought Jesus back to life, Jesus now resurrected with his own list of two-word phrases, like, Believe me, trust me, 
I forgive. You're forgiven eternal life. All of these little two-word phrases sum up the greatest two-word phrase the world has ever known. Jesus saves. That I know. And so can you. If we're willing to have a teachable heart that will receive it. In this scripture, you guys, every time David asked God God answered him. I cannot stand here and tell you that you will audibly ever hear the voice of God. I never have, but I know how he's spoken in my heart. Maybe you will, but I do know this. I do know that God has supplied us with answers right right at our fingertips. God is going to give you teachers. God is going to give you wise friends. God is going to give you parents. God is going to give you resources. These are all great things that are at our disposal to know what God would want us to know. But I want to show you one other place that was really important to David. Let me take you back into this scripture real quick. Let's let's zoom back to verse 15. It says, as soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees, let me pause right there. If we're supposed to be teachable, who's our teachers? I just named some of them. If we're supposed to be teachable, where is our classroom? And it could be anywhere in our life, at any moment in time, as long as our heart is teachable. But there's one specific place that is so vital to you having a teachable heart. And it's right here. As soon as you, see, as soon as you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the poplar trees, move out to battle. You guys, the battlefield is our greatest classroom. It's our greatest classroom. I want somebody, I know I got a good class in here because I saw you do it already, so I need help. I want somebody to finish this for me. Yell it out, roll out, okay? All I do is win, 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 no matter what. All I do is win, 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 no matter what T-Pain's saying, not the best, but Nelson Mandela, he explained it the best. Because Nelson Mandela said, I never lose. I either win or I learn. Your battlefield is going to be your greatest classroom, you guys. Because a battle is this. Battles are not just challenges that come along a battle there will be a specific fight to do what is right a battle has a a specific component to not only do what's best but to do what is right in God's sight that's a battle they happen in your home they happen in your heart they happen in your community they happen in your mind And it's a specific fight to do what's right. Guys, we learn from our battles. We should have a teachable heart and be willing to learn in life, like anywhere. Like, I hope you guys have learning resources built into your life. I hope that you have videos that you watch. I hope that you got podcasts that you listen to. I hope that you read books or listen to them. They're so important. You need them. 
But here's the difference between books and a battle. Books will teach you knowledge, but battles will teach you wisdom. And that's what you need to fight the battles of your life. And if you're willing to go to God with a teachable heart in them, just like David, victory's coming your way. Let me give you just a small weapon, a small weapon in this battle of being teachable. Now remember, it's a small weapon, but think about King David. Long before he had a sword or a shield or a spear, he had a little weapon. He had a tiny little sling, and he took down giants. So don't underestimate how powerful this can be. This, and this, this is the little weapon I want to give you. Let go of the I know. Let go of the I know. You have that little tool of I know in your pocket that you can pull out whenever you want. And what I want you to realize today is that every time you use it, unless you watch what you're saying, man, you could be, you could be just cutting yourself off from greatness that God wants to get you. And you don't even know it because it's such a common phrase of ours. This is what I mean by that. Watch how much you say it. And your car ride home today, one of your kids are like, you said it. You said I know. Like, like it's that game, you know, like a certain phrase you get like, but I'm serious, watch how much you say it. Watch when it's being said to you. See if you use it a lot when someone's giving you feedback, critiquing you, giving you advice. Oh, I know, I know, I know. Try saying something different intentional. So like, for real, I, I got this tool from my wife and I. We, we, we realized that we learned so much from one another, but it was always in these scenarios where we're probably taking feedback from one another or we, I did something, it's normally me. I did something wrong, you know what I mean? Like, and, and that I know was coming, I know, I know. So we intentionally said, we're gonna watch how much we say that and we're gonna replace it with something different. Next time your reflex pops up that you wanna say I know to someone in a response, try this. That's true. Said, I know. That's true. Watch this one. This one takes courage. This one takes humility. But watch this one. Instead of I know, you're right. It hurts. No, I'm right. No, you're right. How about this one? This one's real easy. Thank you. Thank you. I needed to hear that. Thank you. That little pain that I was joking about, that is the release of pride, of ego, of know-it-all tendencies. And if you could release them in a moment when you want to say, I know, and release them, your heart will jump up in teachable potential. And not only will you win the victory of what you needed to know, you'll win the person. That's way more important. Let go of the I know. Maybe today is the first time that you've been taught what Jesus did for you. That Jesus was willing to pay the price for the mistake that we made of wanting to be know-it-alls. 
that he was able to and willing to be crucified and his life taken. But that when God brought him back from the dead, it was to give us new life. If that's you today, online, here in our campus, and you want that? Like, do you want forgiveness from Jesus? Do you want eternal life? Do you want your, your relationship restored back to God? You can have it. I'm going to give you your tools. A couple two-word phrases. First, I believe. Believe it. Yes, Jesus. Yes. And then finish it off. Thank you. I believe the gospel. Yes, Jesus. I believe in you. I want what you give. Thank you, God, for saving me. Listen, if you make that decision today, that beautiful, beautiful decision, please let us know, okay? There's a QR going to come up on the screen. Scan it. If this isn't how you get down, that's cool. Tell somebody that you made this decision to trust Jesus today. Your battlefield is going to be your greatest classroom. So when you go to God in the midst of your battle, seeking what to do, go with praise. Go with a teachable heart. Be ready for what he may have for you and from where it might come from. You can learn and be taught from anyone. And it will be from God. Thank you for listening to audio from Lifehouse Church. We believe that through Christ, life change happens here. So we invite you to connect with us further by visiting lifehousechurch.org.